Road signs warn us about what's coming up ahead. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. I hope you had a great weekend. Hey, I have a question for you as we begin this morning. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to drive around your town without any road signs? Any signs telling you what the speed ought to be, when to stop and where? Uh, If you wind up on a curvy road, signs that tell you the way the road will be banking up ahead... Um, If you think about it for a moment, life without road signs would be pretty messy. (laughs) There certainly would be uh, lots and lots of fender benders and probably lots and lots of accidents that would be much, much worse. Um, Road signs are important because they help dictate the flow of traffic and they're designed to protect uh, those traveling in cars and also uh, pedestrians. So road signs are really important. They keep us organized and orderly. They prevent uh, the roads from being chaotic, and um, they're a really important thing. Um, uh, life without them would not be fun at all. <laughs> I think many of us would likely decide to keep our vehicles in the garage rather than risk going out into the chaos of a world without road signs. Signs are important, and signs are all around us. Um, Advertisers post signs telling us about products. Um, uh, Service vendors put signs up to tell us about uh, the service they provide, and uh, those are all helpful for announcing different types of products and services available to us. Um, But signs can also be something more. Um, Signs can be... Uh, some indication that trouble is up ahead or uh, that we should pay heed to something. Our bodies sometimes give give us signs and signals. Uh, when you get a little tweak here or a little something here that makes you wonder, this isn't normal. Um, that's your body giving you a sign that something isn't right and you should get to the doctor and get that something checked out before it's too late. And so signs are very important. Now, the trouble with signs is (laughs) they can announce the information they need us to know, but they don't necessarily get us to listen. (laughs) How many people ignore the little signals their bodies give them before it's too late or they wind up with a pretty serious health problem and lots of medical bills? And so um, signs can tell us about the, the coming problem, but they can't make us pay attention. Um, just the same with a road sign. A stop sign is warning you that you should stop and that you're expected to stop, but it can't make you stop. You still have to push your foot on the brake to make your vehicle come to a complete stop. And so we have to heed the signs that are around us. Now, sometimes signs are warning of other types of things. And in this passage from Luke's Gospel in chapter 11, verses 29 through 32, Jesus offers a sign to his listeners and to every generation of people after them who would read these words about um, uh, some coming judgment based on uh, folks who are choosing to put cotton in their ears and not listen uh, to the announcement of God's coming kingdom. Uh, Jesus came to announce that the kingdom of God was at hand. It was, in so many ways, it was a prophetic foretelling that everything that was announced about God's Messiah in the Old Testament was coming to fruition. And people uh, heard and people today hear 
But the announcement of the the coming event, the announcement of the news doesn't make people listen, doesn't mean that they will listen. Hearing and listening are often two very different things. I remember when I was a kid and my mom would give me some instructions about something she needed me to do. Uh, I could rarely say, Mom, I didn't hear you, <laughs> truthfully at least, um, but often I didn't listen. Mom would be saying some order that I was sort of interpreting through watching TV or some other thing I was working on, and I would hear it come through, but I would not often listen. Hearing and listening are two very different things. Hearing is to say, okay, physically my ears are interpreting the information. Listening is um, applying the information to one's self and carrying out uh, the action that's being described. Hearing and listening. Um, Sometimes we're stubborn and sometimes we're rebellious and sometimes we don't want to listen to what's being said to us. Sometimes we don't want to listen because we don't want to face the reality that what we're listening to confronts us with. Um, When you get tough news, sometimes you don't want to listen to it right away. You hear it, but you don't want to listen to it. You don't want to wrestle with it. You don't want to apply it um, because you know it means things are changing. Um, And so hearing and listening is one of the things that this passage uh, causes me to consider And um, when you think about God's Word often, uh, we hear the Word, uh, but listening to it means we understand it and we're willing to apply it. All right, today we're going to be looking in uh, Luke 11 again, 29 through 32. But before we do that, let's go to the Father in prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for a new week, and we are off to a new start in you, Jesus, and we're grateful for that. We pray as we settle in to study your word this morning, Lord, that your spirit would be present with us, that you would bring insight and understanding to this passage so that we might um, apply it to our lives uh, for your glory and for our benefit, uh, to, uh, to the benefit of our growth and transformation in Christ. Lord, we thank you for your word. It is always uh, reliable, trustworthy, and true, and we're grateful for it. And we ask all these things in your name. Amen. All right, this is Luke eleven twenty nine through 32. Luke writes, As the crowds increased, Jesus said, This is a wicked generation. It asks for a sign, but none will be given except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah was assigned to the Ninevites, so also will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise at the judgment with the people of this generation and condemn them, for she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom. And now something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here. Now, Jesus is talking about a couple of interesting things from the Old Testament in this passage. Uh, First, he's pronouncing a judgment on this generation, the generation of those who were listening to his words immediately in his presence, and to every successive generation that chooses not to listen to his word and heed its warning. Um, And so this is a prophetic foretelling, a warning, uh, giving some signs of uh, what's to come. And Jesus says, hey, every generation asks for a sign. They want to know truth. They're hungry to know about the bigger realities. But he says, none will be given except this sign, the sign of Jonah. Now, Jonah was an Old Testament prophet that was being uh, 
tasked by God to go and and tell um, the the Assyrian people of this town called Nineveh uh, about God and that he would judge their actions unless they repented and turned to him. And Jonah didn't want to go tell the Ninevites because of their history. They were a cruel and brutal people, and they were a conquering people. The Assyrians conquered the Israelites, and and they dispersed them throughout the world after conquering them, and they were brutal and cruel. And Jonah, because of his history, did not want to go to this people and pronounce uh, the message of God to them. And so instead of going, he hid out. But eventually um, he obeyed, and he went, and the people of Nineveh heard um, uh, the word that he preached, and they repented. And Jesus is saying, Jonah, uh, the men of Nineveh who received the message of Jonah will stand at the judgment against this generation and condemn it because they heard the message of God and they repented of their sins. They were against the people of God, and then they repented of that sin. And then he mentions the queen of the south. This is likely the queen of Sheba who came to seek out Solomon and to spend time asking him difficult questions. And she marveled at his wisdom and listened to his answers closely. And the queen of the south will rise at the judgment uh, with the people of this generation and she will condemn them. For she came and sought the wisdom of God through Solomon's teaching. And so here are these pagan people, (laughs) the queen of Sheba and the people of Nineveh, who will be standing as a testimony against the people of God, the Israelites, at the judgment, because they failed to hear the message of God through Jesus, the Son of Man, that the kingdom of God was near, that the fulfillment of the Messiah was to be found in Jesus, and they will stand at the judgment and condemn uh, the Israelites for not um, hearing this preaching, this teaching about uh, the message of the kingdom and turning from their wicked ways and turning to Jesus. And so this is a prophetic sign that has implications, but it goes wider than just the Israelites. The Queen of Sheba and the Ninevites will stand and at the judgment condemning all those who had the opportunity to hear the message of the gospel and failed to respond um, what is it that makes someone fail to respond to the gospel? Is it, is it a hard heart? Is it rebellion? Is it uh, logic and reason? Is it their unwillingness to believe in spiritual things? What is it that keeps people from responding to the gospel? Um, regardless of the case, regardless of what it is that keeps people from responding, uh, the reality is um, we get one chance, we get this life to reckon with God. And then uh, we're told by Scripture, then the judgment. Um, And so God and His gracious mercy gives us endless opportunities to hear the gospel and respond to it in this life. And if we rebelliously go on our way and ignore the spiritual realities, ignore God, ignore Jesus, if we harden our hearts to spiritual things, we simply don't want to believe it because it just sounds like hocus pocus. It just sounds like a bunch of silly mythology Uh, science is what's true. That's where real truth is found. Who believes this stuff? Weak-minded people that need a crutch to lean on, right? That's who believes this, this stuff. That's what so, so many people believe. What is it that keeps people from responding to the gospel? 
I think Satan, uh, the enemy of, of our souls, uh, tries to cloud us from truth, tries to lie to us and convince us that believing in Jesus, believing in the word of the Bible is for simpletons. Uh, for some people, that really trips them up. For other people, their hearts are just hard. Maybe they had an experience in the church as a child that really wounded them and they've become hard uh, to spiritual things. Some people are just flat out rebellious. They're going to do what they're going to do and nobody's going to tell them differently. And that keeps people from God too. Whatever it is that keeps people from God, Jesus says, take warning. (laughs) Here is your sign. Here is your sign. Well, my friends, let's be sure that we are aware, that we are listening, not just hearing God's word, but listening and doing it. And uh, that we will be prepared for that day when Jesus comes back uh, to judge the living and the dead. And that our confession will be, Jesus, you are Lord of lords and King of kings. Thank you so much for what you've done for me. And guess what? We've got plenty of time to tell others uh, until he comes back uh, or until our days here end. And so let's be busy about the Father's work today uh, as we go about our day. All right, my friends, thank you for taking some time out of your day to study, and uh, you have a great day. God bless.